episode of Marcus Aurelius series, the meditations for modern life. Guys, thank you very much for all the feedback, amazing feedback that I've had since I picked up the show again with book four. Um, every single time one of you reaches out to me and drops me a message or leaves a review, it means the world. And yeah, just think if this show has changed your life, do you want to help others? You can do your bit too share the content. And every time you leave a rating on Spotify, a review on Apple, which means the world, it makes this show more visible to others. And through you, I can help improve the lives of others too. Thank you guys. Keep the feedback coming. Today, I'm going to combine passages 9 and 10, because 9 is very short and they do both relate to the same subject as well. So, here is... Book 4, Passage 9 The nature of the beneficial was bound to act as thus. Passage 10 All's rights that happens in the world. Examine this saying carefully and you will find it's true. I do not mean right simply in the context of cause and effect, but in the sense of just, as if some adjudicator were assigning dues. So keep on observing this as you have started, and in all that you do, combine doing it with being a good man, in the specific conception of good man. Preserve this in every sphere of action. Okay, guys, I'm going to actually use the little analogy of the Roman Empire on this one. Because when we go through life and we, we look at society as a whole, um, we see all these evils in the world. We see natural atrocities, social atrocities. But we always, as humans, tend to narrow our time spectrum, as I've talked about before. We tend to, especially in this day and age, consider how you wake up and you might have a list of like 10 tasks that you've got to do throughout that day even if it's not listed down you probably have others like you know non-work related like doing your washing whatever we, because of that we've really narrowed our spectrum on time we're no longer looking at you know like from hunter-gatherer times or the start of agriculture looking at seasons where you know the daily tasks may be like moving at a certain time to find food to set up camp or what have you we now have like a plethora of tasks that we see as important each day. And not only is that bad for our health and stress response, but also it narrows our perspective of time. We tend to think things like World War II, World War I, Napoleonic Wars, all this stuff is ancient history. It's history. But in the context of how long the human species have been around, even the time of the Roman Empire, you know, it's a re recent history. And if you go to that empire, and in fact, perhaps the Greeks beforehand as well, to a degree, prior to those times, humans were spreading out over the earth. Now, with different, we became more social animals because it helps survival, right? If we're um, working together, um, living in like, you know, a sort of environment where there's, yeah, we can be prey for other humans or um, other animals even. Uh, out in the wild, working together, helped our survival. And that, that's what led to societies forming. But then as those societies form and populations grow, we spread out, we'd use up resources, and eventually we start fighting one another for those resources. You know, particularly 
when farming started, very easy for a nearby tribe or, or a civilization to sort of invade that land, right? And then fight to take the resources to steal from one another, okay? What, what happened here is we needed, there was a need for laws to make a more stable society. So whilst, um, you know, initially probably that some of those laws may have seemed unjust and what have you or weren't necessarily implemented correctly, it did also stop a free-for-all, okay? It gave some element of justice, some element of um, making you think twice, you know, before actually just fighting, killing another, stealing from one another. And as we continue to evolve as a species, empathy for one another develops as well. If you go up to World War Two, as I've touched on before, even yeah, here in Britain, we would talk about um, and it's, yeah, it's disintegrating a great deal by then. But, but okay, go back a hundred years before, it's like different um, races with, with different species almost. You know, and we've had to fight one another for resources, and there was no you know it, it took until about 300 400 years ago for trade to become a normality but even then that trade was between like the major empires like the the western world and um yeah developed world sorry whereas they would see other civilizations you know as below them and it's amazing to consider that that has happened very recently you know, that's, we're talking like three, four hundred years ago. But to an extent, again, even like hundred years ago, this was happening. And yet the human species has been around for around 400,000 years. Now, if you go back to the Greeks, what they were one of the first to do was actually to set up in a very small sense at the time, because there was still you know, quite a great deal of tyranny and what have you in, in the ruling classes, but they set up democracies. You know, you had Plato's writing of the Republic. Now, why do you think like Plato's Republic and, and you know, anything that he's wrote really with, you know, ref- reference to Socrates and his, you know, the way he would talk about being a good person, being a wise man, etc. Why is that so prominent today? Because when there are battles in society, when there's a need to change, the good comes forth. Now, it may not happen instantly. Because you may well have, um, you know, extreme right will cause an extreme left, okay? And and that's kind of happening today. An extreme left causing an extreme right, vice versa. And people lose sight of the centre. But over time, things may sway back and forth. But ultimately, a better world comes out of chaos. So you look after World War Two. We weren't seeing other races below us. It may have took fighting alongside each other in many, many cases to see that. It may have took, um, the Nazis, um, you know, the Holocaust and what have you in the way that they looked at Jewish people. It may have took like great discrimination on a, you know, catastrophic like scale where many, many people had to die and lose their lives. But if you look at how we looked at other people from other cultures, from other countries then, and I, I don't just mean the developed world compared to the undeveloped world. I do, you know, you look at between like the British and Germans, for example. It was, they would talk as if we were like a different sort of race. Whereas we're all people. And since World War II, you've seen that happen. You've seen like um, Japan become like a huge... 
democratic democratic power. And it, and it, it, interestingly as well, I'm not saying this is the case for all, but many people in Japan who are growing up now will actually um, reference Hiroshima and don't actually have that kind of resentment necessarily to, towards like the Western powers, the US and what have you for, for what happened there. Because ultimately before that, they had to live under what was effectively dictatorial regimes. Yeah, even in World War II, people were called to, and they, they were just, you know, have no sort of choice in this. They're almost coerced to thinking that they're doing good by doing so to be sort of suicide pilots, the kamikaze pilots, right? Where they would simply be driving into, you know, a, driving a missile effectively um, during the war. And yet a lot of the Japanese people today say how like Hiroshima helped end that. And, and without that happening, Japan may not have changed into this like democratic power with free speech and, you know, um, a democratic society that it has today. So then touching on to the Roman Empire, why did the Roman Empire become what it was? Well, they did something different from just sort of fighting and trying to take over land. Obviously that, that did happen to an extent, but the initial growth of it from Rome was like formed from the allying of all those city-states around Italy, allying with Rome. You know, Rome was very clever in choosing its allies. It didn't fight initially against like the Egyptian Empire, but traded with it. You know, they both had things that they could, they could, that they ever wanted. So rather than fighting to take that, they traded. And that helped both empires flourish. And if you look at the, even Marcus Aurelius's time, the battles with Gaul, one of the things that massively helped the Roman Empire was the fact that Gaul had failed to unite. There were many, many different tribes and internally they would have conflicts amongst each other. Whereas the Roman army were united under one leader, under one rule. And, you know, for not all of the time, but for large parts of the time, and certainly intentionally democratic rule as well with the Senate. You see, any time we go through these periods of history, these monumental battles, monumental empires, if you look at what the world was like before and after, you'll always see progress. And, you know, even though people do take this too far and go to extremes and blame the human race entirely for it, climate change, right? Climate change is naturally anyway. You can see that over thousands of years, but that does not mean that the humans can't have an effect. But would we be talking about it so much if we weren't actually born witness to some of the atrocities that we see in, we see in nature? You know, whether that's the, some of the natural disasters that happen as a result. Um, dying out of species and what have you. Would we see... Would we care as much as we do and then want to do something about it and lead to a better order without having seen those things first? So therefore, everything that is in accordance with nature does work for the greater good. But we need to look at things over the, the, a longer time frame, not just in the context of our own lives, but in the context of humanity. Stop thinking just view, think of the future, think of the past, look where we've come from, look where we're going. And you will find this to be true, that cause and effect is in the terms of justice and what is good, what is good for the greater good, for you, for I, 
for the future of humanity and for all of nature. Guys, thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time.